Welcome to Life Coaches and Cahoots. My name is Melinda Oltz and I co-host this podcast with Stephanie Islets. We are certified ULA Life Coaches and together with the ULA community, we are on a mission to change the world with a word, ULA. Every other week, we bring you an inspiring coach's story and message. It is our hope to encourage you to discover how you too can start living your ULA life. If you are excited to start learning how living differently and create a life of less stress, more balance, and personal growth, this is podcast for you. A brief disclaimer, nothing in the podcast is intended to replace the services of a trained therapist, doctor, or health professional or otherwise the substitute for professional mental health, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Welcome back, everyone, for another fantastic episode on ULA and the Blocker Envy. This week, we welcome Coach Judith Lieber. Judith is a wife, mom, gym fanatic, and a beach lover. She has ventured from her roots in Wyoming to embrace the diversity of Southern Oregon. With a journey that started in art therapy and trauma work, she's now evolved into a holistic health and lifestyle coach. She passionately weaves a variety of modalities, blending the worlds of nutrition, somatics, and deep understanding of the mind, body, and soul connection. Her mission centers on Christian women, guiding them to discover and maintain balance, warding off burnout to embrace a life they're designed for. Judith tackles anxiety, communication, parenting, and trauma, employing unique modalities such as parent-child interaction therapy, belief coding, aroma freedom technique, and even the transformative power of frequency work. Join us as we discuss with her a path to holistic healing and thriving, where the mountains of Wyoming meet the beaches of Oregon, and where faith, health, and well-being intertwine for a life of lasting fulfillment. I am Coach Melinda, and we are here today with Coach Stephanie, my co-host, and a coach with a message of how you two can discover and maintain a life of balance. Stephanie and I are excited to have Judith here with us to share about herself and Ula's Blocker Envy. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Coach Stephanie. Melinda and I are on a mission to showcase some of our fabulous Ula Life coaches and share their stories. And we are very excited to introduce Judith Labor to our listeners today. Welcome, Judith, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Welcome. I am so grateful you are joining us today. One thing the three of us have in common is our love for helping people enjoy for exploring nutrition and holistic healing. This is going to be so much fun. Would you like to tell us a little about your background and how you came to be a holistic health and lifestyle coach? Yes. So as you mentioned, I'm a trauma therapist and art therapist. And after about 17 years of doing trauma work, I just kind of get a little sick and tired of people seeing different lifestyle changes that they could do, but not really implementing it. And knowing the, the benefits of things like essential oils and nutrition and how those lifestyle changes really impact our mental health and seeing that frustration of people not doing some of those other pieces because it's outside of the typical mental health realm. 
that's where I wanted to make that shift and really, really dive into the roots to help my clients. How were you introduced to Ula? Probably very similar to a lot of people. I had bought a book, didn't read it, <laughs> was going through some challenges in my life and just kind of had one of those moments where I went out to the living room, was not really in a great place and just happened to pick up the book next to me and it was the Ula book. Flipped it open and that the one that it came on was faith. So faith was the one area in my life that I was really lacking. At that time, even though that's probably one of the most important ones at my core of who I am. And so in that time of life, uh, that piece was really almost non-existent. And it was a nice little wake-up call of, I really need to incorporate some of these pieces back into my life. And that's when I dove into Ula. And so I did the book by itself and thought, man, I'm a therapist, but this is pre-COVID and it was still hard to find a therapist. <laughs> It was still hard to, you know, there's still wait lists everywhere. And so um, I thought, man, it would be so nice if somebody else could help me through this or I had somebody to walk me through this. So when they offered the coaching piece, I dove right in and knew that there was going to be, you know, a lot more people that I could reach that maybe didn't qualify for the therapy. That's a great answer. That's we don't actually talk about enough is how fortunate us as the coaches are that we are literally coached day in and day out by Dr. Troy, Dr. Dave, Becca. Like the community is wonderful, but we we get our own private coaching. It's pretty cool. Yes. Yes. It's great. It's Your coaching cool. practice sounds very interesting. Let's start with the somatics piece. For those listening unfamiliar with this, can you share what that means and how you incorporate blending the worlds of nutrition, somatics, and a deep understanding of the mind, body, and soul connection into helping others? Yeah, that's a big question. But yes, yeah, so, so somatics is one of my favorite things that I love to work with. And somatics is really how the body is talking to us. So it's looking at different things like if your shoulder is hurting. What does that mean? So there's a number of reference books that I have that give a lot of really great information that talk about where the emotions are hiding. And so what emotions might be going on with that shoulder? Also on the spiritual side, there's certain things that may be going on spiritually. So covering both of those. And then it gives some more room to talk about what's going on or things that maybe my clients don't even really notice in their life that maybe something's an issue. So I think of like resentment. Resentments are usually something that we carry, but we don't really think they're impacting us until maybe there's a somatic cause to it. I would love to learn more about each of the modalities <clears throat> that you utilize in your coaching. Now let's uh, move on to the parent-child interaction therapy. What is that? Yes. Parent-child interaction therapy is a modality that really focuses on building relationship. The, the official model of it is from ages two to seven and it focuses on in a sense building relationships through play so it's a lot of play therapy and so this modality is really great for anybody from just the average parent who might need to tighten up some skills and build some some better relational pieces all the way to people who have been estranged from their kids and maybe are trying to build a relationship that didn't even exist so there's um, the play part where they're building respect and relationship with each other. And then the second part goes into a discipline phase. 
Okay. And what about belief coding? So belief coding is a modality that focuses on incorporating a number of different psychological modalities. So there's NLP, tapping, there's even the like aroma, just different pieces that you can tie into it that get down to the root of what's going on. Usually, again, focusing from that zero to seven age range where most of our beliefs come into play, where most of those beliefs are formed in some way, whether they're ours or someone else's. So it helps us shed a little bit more light on on what's actually going on and getting down to that root. I'm familiar with the Roma freedom technique. You want to just briefly explain what that is for our listeners? Yes. So the Aruma Freedom Technique is a technique that was created by a psychologist who did EMDR and incorporated the oils and saw better results with the oils and without, and he created his own protocol. So it targets the memory center in the brain and really helps people set goals or uncover some of those traumatic memories that it's a very safe and gentle, but yet effective way that people can overcome and have some healing. Okay. And then the last thing, tell us about your frequency work. So with the frequency work, there's a couple of things that I do. I'm trained in both emotion code and body code, which uses a lot of muscle testing the, to, in a sense, I don't want to say diagnose, but to uncover different ailments. It might be physical or emotional and release them through that muscle testing. Another piece of that frequency work is I had a program that does bioresonance scans. And so it targets my clients and is able to identify what's going on in the body and see what's in and both out of balance. And so it's able to pull things kind of back into balance that need to be, and it helps identify some clues if things are not aligning. So that might be some things to see an additional practitioner for. Um, with that software, it's really great because there's a component called the inner voice. And it p- picks up on those little pitches in our voice that indicate different emotions that's going on. So I always use that example of anybody who's a friend, you know, fanatic out there. There's a meme where Ross is like, I'm fine, I'm fine. You know, but you can tell by his voice he's not. So we do that whether we are that obvious or not. And so this this recording picks up different pieces in that, the tones, and it identifies the emotions behind it. So that's one of my favorite ways to work with clients because it's very simple in the moment and it's very revealing as to what those emotions are. And you can also get a better picture of maybe what's going on in the body because of those emotions. So everything really roots back down to the emotions. Wow, that's really interesting. Is this is that something that you can do with your clients over the internet, or do you have to have them in prison over the internet? No, it's remote, so I can work with clients on that outside of my therapy practice, and I try to incorporate that with um, all of my clients, really, because it's such a, a phenomenal tool. So, do you have a brick and mortar, or is everything done? Um, I do have a brick and mortar. Um, I work under. Uh, a local uh, therapy agency in town and then everything else I do from home. Great. So a little bit of both. What are some of your goals for work and life over the next one to five years? Mm. 
So I think one of my biggest goals is I really want to expand in my coaching because I feel like there's so many people who need it. Um, so I have programs that I'm developing and just I see the need out there and really want to find ways to help the people who are who are struggling. So that's probably my number one goal that I have. How do I expand and how do I help? Is that going to be your number one moving into 2024 for your ULA goal? Yes, I think so. Um, working on how to get a little bit more exposure and building connections so that I can, you know, touch the people who, who really need it. That sounds great. Okay, now for the hard stuff. Let's talk a little bit about ULA and the blocker Envy. When we discuss Envy and ULA, we distinguish between the difference of Envy and jealousy both of which can suck the joy out of your life. Could you share with our listeners what the difference looks like? Yes. So jealousy, I think, is definitely something that we all have a little bit of once in a while. Um, but envy is a little bit big. It's, it's something, you know, the jealousy shows what you want, but not necessarily having that intent of harm, I would say. While the envy focuses on what you want without being okay if somebody doesn't have what they have, you know, so it's that jealousy that can turn into envy. And so it's never part of the balanced life. It's never a positive in the mental health world. And it's definitely a roadblock, I would say, when it comes to self-improvement. So what tips would you have for our listeners today who are struggling with that, with envy? I would say gratitude. That's one of our, our accelerators. In and I think that that one is really probably the only way that you can really combat envy because you're looking for the positives. I think that was something that really, really stood out to me in the sense of, you know, when you compare, right? So what do they say? The comparison is the thief of joy. I think that's Theodore Roosevelt who says that. And so we have to look at where we maybe struggling with some insecurities or fears or, um, and what can we actually be grateful for in spite of those? Yeah, that's great. I was going to ask you what little accelerator you could use <laughs> to help combat envy. What is your favorite little accelerator? I would probably say I need more discipline. So that one's probably my second, but my ultimate favorite I think is actually gratitude because that's something that I think when we don't have gratitude, we just don't have that appreciation that we really should have for just how precious everything is in our life. So true. We are asking all of the coaches on our show some similar, some questions similar to the Pruist questionnaire. Question number one is, please tell us something in your life that has grown out of a personal disaster or a challenge or a hardship. Hmm. Well, I think for me, um, when I had picked up that Ula book and I was going through so much in life at the time, two of the biggest things that I learned out of that is, I would say probably that, that gratitude and having that balanced life was a big piece of it and just how the Ula, um, Ula stands for all of that, right? But the community factor, because at that point in time, um, it was a time where I felt very alone 
in a time that I felt like I, I don't want to say I was better than anybody else, but I felt like I knew better for myself. And I didn't know anybody else who could offer me um, the support that I needed without having good community around me, if that makes sense. So it was hard to find people who were engaged and willing to actually give me what I needed. And so when the ULA community is known for community, right? And just being supportive and understanding. And it's really just the the role model for what community should be. So that was something that really just the need for community and then outlift build that, I think, was just a huge lesson in my life. I think that's really true, especially with the support. I think that there are people who think they are supported by their spouse or their children or whatever, but without actually telling them what it is you need to be supported, you know, especially when you're an entrepreneur, you know, you want your family to support you, but they don't always know how you have to ask them and tell them, you know, for me, it's, I don't need the kids to do the dishes or do certain things. I need them to show up and handle their own business. <laughs> like my daughter just got skunked. She's handling her own business. Thank goodness. Yeah. 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 So I think it's important that you tell your family and your friends and ask for the support that you need. Yeah. Not always an easy thing to do. <laughs> True. And, and you don't even realize you need to do it. When you don't have it, you realize it, you know, and you might wish you had it. But yeah, it's important. So when and where were you the happiest you have ever been? Hmm. That's a good question. I think in growing into that phase right in all, in all honesty. So talking, even just thinking a little bit about the topic of envy and, you know, really envy is when you're longing for something that somebody else has. And not part of that is because we're not comfortable with who we are. And so we don't always know our unique traits or skills or even just embrace that we're different and that's okay. We're supposed to be. And so I think that for myself, growing into a lot of those pieces and having more security and who I am and what I can offer and the journey that I'm on. So I think it's really a great time that I'm really just noticing for myself right now. I love that. A lot of coaches feel like they're in that moment now too, that this is the best part of their life. And so for a little while, I thought to myself, was I happier and feeling more peaceful because I was getting older and I'd been through more experiences, some of the hardships were behind me, or it's really Ula. And now that I've confirmed it with about 24 other coaches, this has a lot to do with Ula. Yeah. I think there's a lot to say about it for sure. Yeah. Relationship defines love for you. As a Christian, I always look at God's love and just in the church, you know, the church itself doesn't always do a good job of it. People around us don't always do a good job of it, even when they try. But coming back to that standard of you know, at least when you see people who are trying to live their life in a way that's in alignment, then I think that's that's love. So there's a lot of people who try to show it, and that's important too. Yeah. Yep. What person, place, or experience has shaped you the most? Hmm. I think for me, I went through a divorce probably, oh, I don't know, 17 years ago, something like that. And it was a very trying time where it really grew me in my faith. And that was during the time where I 
met my current husband and just really grew. I think we grew together through that experience. And I realized a lot about myself through that experience. So not only as a parent, because I had a two-year-old at the time, but then just also, you know, just things that I thought I knew. Things about, like, I thought I had better boundaries than I did. Then when you're in situations and you're like, I maybe they're not so good after all. So just lots of learning and growing um, probably during that experience is probably one of the biggest ones that shaped me. What advice would you give your younger self? I would say trust your intuition. I think that's something when we're talking, the body speaks, right? So a lot of times I think we, we know, but we don't trust ourselves. And so I think that when we practice actually trusting that intuition, there's a reason for it. So whether it's something that's going on around us, a person, ourselves, whatever it is, I feel like intuition goes a long way. That's a great answer. I feel like that's something they should put in the mom's handbook. Like every mom should teach their kids that. Yeah. Yes. Do you have a quote or a motto you value and would like to share with us? Let's see. I guess probably then the one that I have been focusing on a lot lately is Psalms 46.5. It's the God within her. God is within her and she will not fail. So that's a reminder for me that not only is God at the center for me, but I think that it just helps me be a little bit more brave and courageous and know that he kind of created me for a reason and to embrace that, to be able to help people and share what I know with them. I love that. I think I'll put that in my gratitude journal tonight. So I'll reflect on Wednesday. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. We are also asking all the coaches on our show if they have taken an Enneagram test. And for anyone out there unfamiliar, the Enneagram is a system of personality typing that describes patterns and how people interpret the world and manage their emotions. So Judith, did you take the Enneagram test? And if so, can you tell our listeners what your results were? Yes, I'm an Enneagram 9, which is the peacemaker. She our first 9? She might be. I thought Heather was our first one earlier. I know. I think this is so funny. We've had all these like numbers the same, and then now we're getting all these like outliers, which is great. I think it's, I think I personally think there's a little bit of a number in everybody, but um, I think so. <laughs> yeah. So would you like to share more about what the peacemaker than Enneagram nine means, or would you like me to summarize it? How about you summarize it? You might be able to better than I can. Well, there's so many different you know, descriptive words for it. We just try to bring out the positives um, in our show. So nines are easygoing, down to earth and unselfish. They want peace in their environments, which is why they're called peacemakers. Nines can bring people together and heal conflicts. They are inclusive, non-judgmental, and considerate and easy to be around. Nines give people a safe place to be themselves and want to make sure everyone gets along. They try to build a world without conflict around themselves, and it's easy for them to see and value the perspective of others, which makes them amazing listeners. So that's a little bit of what I had. There's more, but that's the gist of what I what I found. Do you agree with those results for yourself? I think so. And from everything I've seen, it's pretty common to be a therapist or something in the um, similar field when you're a peacemaker. So that's true. Well, that's a lot of fun. But I think we learned instead of living in a place of envy, 
concentrate on the belief of infinite opportunities. Just because one person has a million dollars doesn't mean we can't too. Before we part ways, we would like to let our listeners know that our next episode will celebrate the one-year anniversary of Life Coaches in We will be catching up with our coaches, discovering what great opportunities are on each of their horizons, along with the Oolapalooza experience of 2023. I'd like to remind you, we are all designed by God for greatness and with purpose. We want to truly thank Judith for taking her time to share about herself and Ulo Fun. It has been a real pleasure. Until next time, stress less, feel better, and enjoy life a little more. Bye now. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that it inspires you to go get your Ula life, a life of less stress, more balance, and greater purpose. For more information, be sure to check out the notes from today's episode. And if you appreciate our show, please leave us a comment and let us know. We would really love to connect with you. You can also subscribe to our podcast, share it with a friend, and on your social media. Until next time, be grateful, have faith, and go get your ULA life.